हेलो स्टूडेंट्स वेलकम टू स्टडी आईक्यूज इनिशिएटिव द पॉडकास्ट आई एम योर होस्ट दीपांश मूरजानी वेलकम ऑल इन द लास्ट एपिसोड ऑफ द पॉडकास्ट वी डेल्ट विद द डेवलपमेंट ऑफ एक्ट्स ड्यूरिंग द कंपनी रूल फ्रॉम 1773 टू 1858 एंड टुडे वी विल बिगिन आवर डिस्कशन फ्रॉम क्राउन रूल दैट इज फ्रॉम एटीन टू नाइनटीन we observed the transition from company rule to crown rule through the government of india act 1858 sir can you please explain its background and features uh, to understand uh, government of india act 1858 we need to understand the event happened in 1857 which was the first revolt for movement of independence in india Uh, 1857 revolt was a glimpse how eic was failing to manage complex affairs in india therefore the crown rule which is britain's government felt that india was to be governed by the name of her majesty which is queen to simplify it ended the system of double government that is by abolishing cod and boc which is court of directors and board of control and it created the office of viceroy in india by replacing governor general of india and lord canning became first viceroy of india it also created new office of secretary of state for india in london secretary of state was the member of british parliament and was a part of a cabinet to assist the secretary of state 15 member council was created the aim of 1858 act was to improve administrative machinery however ultimately it gave clarity to british government and parliament to control indian government from england at one stage britishers realized that indian cooperation was necessary so that india continues to be its colony sir can you elucidate the motive behind introduction of indian councils act of 1861 post 1857 that is the great revolt british government felt that they should seek cooperation of indians from this perspective three acts were passed indian council act 1861 1892 and 1909 in indian council act 1861 there was a provision that it started with the representing indians in various government institutions because of this Viceroy had to include Indians as non-official members. In 1861 Act, it started with the representation of Indians in various government institution. Because of this, Viceroy had to include Indians as non-official members. It also restored the power of Bombay and Madras presidencies. This process of decentralization gave complete internal autonomy to provinces in 1937. it restored the power of bombay and madras presidencies this process of decentralization gave complete internal autonomy to provinces in 1937 eventually to involve indians in law making process the legislations were required therefore new legislative councils were established for bengal northwest frontier province and punjab it also gave recognition to portfolio system for example in today's time there are various portfolios in government for example 
health ministry education ministry etc and it also empowered viceroy to issue ordinances during emergency time sir please tell us something about the drawbacks of the indian councils act of 1861 the first drawback of indian council act 1861 that that there was a arbitrary selection process for non official members and role of additional members was not defined the second drawback of the 1861 act was that non official members could only advise and discuss rather than they cannot have a decision making authority and also the numbers of non official members of executive council were not increased further indian members were not eligible for opposing the bill rather bills were passed in a single sitting without any discussion the indian national congressmen demanded more indian representation on the administrative front so sir how did this demand shaped the indian councils act of 1892 uh, to understand the development in 1892 act we have to understand that the event of 1885 where indian national congress got formation and due to that they increased the demand for more and more indian representation the act of 1892 increased non official members in central legislative council however it maintained the official majority it also increased the functions of legislative councils like they could now have a power to discuss the budget they can address the questions to executive and universities district board municipalities and zamindar traders were empowered to recommend non official members to viceroy council in terms of indian political context sir what was the significance of indian councils act of 1892 in 1892 act it made the limited and indirect provision of election in both center and provincial legislative council for choosing non official members however there was no mention of the word election in 1892 act in terms of indian political context sir what was the significance of indian councils act of 1892 indian council act 1892 is a significant milestone in india's constitutional and political history this act made indians to participate actively in law making process and the greater engagement therefore act 1892 was the first step towards representative government in modern india indian councils act of 1909 was quite controversial in terms of our constitutional development because communal representation was added through this act sir can you please enlighten us on the background of this act indian council act 1909 was also famously known as morley mentor reform the backdrop of the act we need to understand with significant events in the year 1905 partition of bengal happened this partition was done due to tooth patch this partition was aimed to separate hindu and muslim majority population in the region this showed the next event of 1906 the formation of muslim league and in the year 
we could observe the famous surat split where the congress got divided into two factions in moderates and extremists now we have to understand that britain have to work to calm down the situation and they will try to incorporate all the divide and rule policies into the act of 1909 firstly they considerably increase the size of the legislative council at both central as well as provincial level however it maintained the majority of official members at center however they allowed majority of non official members at the provincial level and also allowed members of legislative council not only to discuss but also to ask supplementary questions this was the first time when an indian was added to executive council of viceroy and governors and first indian in viceroy council was satyendra prasad sinha as we have discussed earlier the event of divide and rule in the year 1905 the partition of bengal to divide muslim population and hindu population region and then we see the element of separate electorate which was the seed of communal divide in india and therefore the lord minto was also infamously known for father of communal electorate The next important act is the Government of India Act 1919 and when this act was introduced a lot of developments took place internally and externally so sir how can we understand the importance of this act Government of India Act 1919 was also known as Montagu Chelmsford reform We have to understand this act in the backdrop of the event from 1907 to 1917. This was the phase where revolutionary activities were sprouting out in the regions like Punjab, Calcutta, Madras, Maharashtra, etc. And globally, the First World War was broken out in 1940. And in this response, Home Rule League movement led by Annie Besant and Tilak were picking up attraction and in 1916's lucknow session of indian national congress both extremist and moderate faction came together this ultimately strengthened the position of agitation against british government and in 1917 through august declaration viceroy chemsford declared for the first time that the objective was the gradual introduction of responsible government in india therefore following provisions were made in the the act of 1919 relaxed central control over provinces subject provincial legislature were allowed to make laws on their respective list of subjects however structure is still centralized and unitary as there is a center and provinces like today state provincial subjects were divided into two parts one transferred and another reserved this type of governance was known as diarchy so diarchy was introduced through act of 1919 the transfer subjects were to be governed by governor of province with advice of state ministers whether reserved subjects were governor without any consultation with executive and state legislation to be handled at center they introduced the bicameralism that means the upper house and lower house in today's term lok sabha and rajya sabha this act for the first time 
introduced the element of direct election. Majority of upper and lower house members were to be elected directly. To increase Indian representation, out of six, it was made mandatory to have three Indians in voice of executive council. However, it extended the communal representation by providing separate electorate for Sikh, Indian Christian, Anglo-Indians and Europeans. It created Office of High Commissioner of India in London to perform some of the functions of Secretary of India. This act also established Central Public Service Commission in 1926. To review this act of 1919, British government appointed Simon Commission in 1927 and further three roundtable conferences have produced a white paper on constitutional reforms. The kind of developments that took place after the Government of India Act 1919, it was clear that a base was being laid down for the Government of India Act 1935 and the Government of India Act 1919 introduced the principle of responsible government, self-governance and federal structure in the Indian constitutional reforms. Sir, thank you for your guidance. Listeners, in the next episode, we will start from the Government of India Act 1935. Till then, stay connected with Study IQ. Keep studying. You can listen to this podcast on Google Podcast, Cuckoo FM, Spotify, Hubhopper, Apple Podcast and other audio streaming platforms. Links are pinned in the comment section below. Thank you.